Hello everyone, I'll come again. Uh, I'm going to try to uh, give you uh, much more time to meditate. Okay, even though we've passed the time. <laughs> uh, reminder in order for meditation and wisdom to have the transformative effect that you want it to have, your mind must be. Uh, I guess the, most of you are yoga people will understand the language. You must be at least in a state of pratyahara. Okay. If, if your mind is still uh, affected by outside sense stimuli, then it's very, it will be very difficult for you to be meditate on, to, to, to do any meditation on, on uh, wisdom and for that and whatever uh, conclusion you draw for whatever object you encounter for that to have much of an effect on the mind. The mind must be, in a, must be made ready for the impact of, of uh, wisdom. And the, uh, the mind must be at least in Pratyahara, at least in the first stages of Pratyahara. Okay. And there are more subtle, more uh, refined states of mind that allows for the impact to, to, have been, to, to even be more uh, powerful. Okay. But the transformation that you're looking for begins at that stage. So that's why I'm going to give you much more time so you can you know, at least try to taste Pratyahara. Okay. Uh, uh, concerning wisdom, there's always... Uh, uh, especially f- for those of you who've had prior uh, teachings on on, uh, on 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 nature of reality and how it is that your own consciousness is involved in the nature of reality, and that might then that gives rise to to different interpretations or different understandings. The reason that I'm, uh, one of the reasons that I talked about making a commitment and seeing the power of it last time we met, so that you can start seeing how your own behavior, not just uh, uh, how just your consciousness or your mind is interacting with your environment, but your behavior. So your behavior, not just. uh, not talking about physical behavior, talking about any behavior, anything that you do with any level, with any measure of conviction. Okay, so whether it's verbal behavior, mental behavior, or uh, physical behavior. Okay, when you, especially when you make a commitment to behave a certain way physically, to think a certain way, to speak a certain way, motivated by a, a particular uh, reason, a noble, what, what, you, what you sense is a noble reason. And keeping that commitment, you will start to, that will help you to at least start to see how your, your behavior is connected with the nature of, of things. In other words, you will start to see your world uh, uh, the effect of, uh, you start to see the effect in your, in your environment in your world and this 
Uh, now, on top of this, I have to say, for those who are unenlightened, as you are making this progress, so you're keeping your commitment, you're uh, watching your behavior, and you're seeing sort of like, it's like, a, uh, imagine, you know, uh, uh, there are strings attached to your fingers and to uh, out, things outside, and you don't know that there are strings attached to your, to your fingers. And when you move a certain finger and you, buy, and you see something happens, uh, uh, something is moved, then, but you, you, you're still not sure exactly why is that thing moving when, you're, when you move a, a certain finger. So you start to be aware, okay, when I move my thumb, I see what moves. Then, you, then you, if you want that thing to move away from you, then you know not to move the thumb a certain distance. And if you want that thing to come closer to you, then you move the thumb a certain way. So it's that you start to see how your own being, the way you behave, the kind of behavior that you have, how they are affecting your, your world, are affecting your, your environment. Okay? Uh, so for those who are unenlightened, because we are so caught up in our own personal universe, uh, we, we start to manipulate this personal universe. And that m- might make us think that we are, that's the only universe that exists, our own personal universe. And we are somehow affecting all of existence. So, for the unenlightened, as your behavior becomes more in line with the true nature of reality, or should, should we say more in line with the nature or with the, the nature of enlightenment? No, is it the nature of enlightenment? The nature of enlightenment? Like, you know, doing things that are more in, in line, sorry. Things that are more in line with enlightenment. Then you start to uh, affect your world mm, doesn't sound good because I might give you a wrong idea. <laughs> you start to experience the world in such a way that the world you start to have more pleasant experiences with, with what appears to be the world. Okay. So for the unenlightened it appears that your world is getting better. It's becoming more pleasant you encounter more pleasant situations for the unenlightened. Until, perhaps, you achieve nirvana or some sort of nirvana. Well, the first kind of nirvana. Or, or nirvanized world. Okay? <laughs> That's your personal, personal universe. Okay? Everything is pleasant. Everything is wonderful. N- no more... Uh, uh, encounters with anything that would upset you. Okay? And that goes all the way for uh, uh, <coughs> while you're still in this body uh, and when you've gone beyond this body that you've exhausted the karma that is connected with this body and now it's transformed into some other kind of appearance 
or another kind of expression that goes all the way for the what is called the Hinayana Arhat or the Hinayana or the, the, the one who will achieve personal Nirvana a Nirvana that is completely personal okay so if this is what you might say then their entire world has become they only encounter pleasant the pleasant the pleasing now, this will blind you, and this is where it becomes tricky. This is where a lot of people get confused. This will blind you to anything other than you. And it is only the spirit of bodhicitta that can allow you to see other. And to s- the experience is something that is so mysterious. Not that it c- not well mysterious. I'm gonna stick with that. <laughs> it is so mysterious that while you're still enjoying your personal nirvana, because of the spirit of bodhicitta, you're able to, at the same time, see others and their state. Please don't ask me. If you see them appearing like beautiful to you, like like uh, you know, a child who's in their, in their mind is uh, living in a garbage dump somewhere, and all you see is that the the child living in some flower garden, something like that. Okay, you're not deluded. You're enlightened. If the child is in a garbage dump, you see the child is in a garbage dump. Okay, because you achieve your personal nirvana doesn't make you blind. To that child, okay, and you don't see the child. You don't have the dysfunction in your mind that you must see the child appear to you as some being made of light, some being with with wings span the the, the size of the, of the planet, for you to be able to in, in, be for you to appreciate that child for you to still be in your personal nirvana and yet seeing that child. Right now, because we are so we are so accustomed to our personal pain that we cannot see that child and not be personally wishing not to see that child. Or wish I was seeing an angel instead. The child is not an angel. It's a child living in garbage. That's what you're seeing. That's what is. Being a Buddha doesn't make you not see the child living in garbage. It doesn't make you see all of a sudden the, the child is, a, is, is you know, some angelic being with uh, the wingspan of a, I don't know, 747 or something. Okay? Made of light and all the colors of the rainbow. That is not what will make you look at the child and have bliss in your mind. <coughs> 
but when you're unenlightened, when you start to personally change your personal universe, and I have to say, uh, there's no such thing, there's no absolute thing as your personal universe. <laughs> okay, but just for the sake of speaking, we can talk about something called personal universe. Some experience that we have, we put the label personal universe to it. Okay. You, do, you, you don't encounter a child living in the garbage. It doesn't mean that there isn't a child living in garbage. You don't have the mind right now to face that reality. Okay. So, until you become enlightened, until bodhicitta becomes your behavior, your, your actual spontaneous uh, uh, motivation, you can't really see other. And as if your mind, uh, whatever wisdom teaching you've had, if your mind is saying, oh, you're saying that there's a real child out there Forget that. Whatever that other is, that's what I'm referring to. I'm not talking about other that is outside or other that is inside. I'm talking about whatever it is, wherever it is, whether it is inside or outside, that other that is suffering in that, in that garbage heap, that other I'm talking about. You see it. Okay. And you don't impose whatever this uh, uh, need, you, whatever you need to impose on it so you cannot so it can be functional, okay, on it. So you could say the difference between an enlightened being and the unenlightenment, one of the differences, yeah, vast differences, one of the differences we can talk about is the unenlightened, when it sees something like that, it, 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 gives, it gives rise to the tendency to be dysfunctional. <coughs> but when an enlightened being sees it, they don't experience dysfunction. They know, oh, they're suffering. Okay, this is what needs to be done. Okay. So, in a sense, those who are saying your personal world becomes transformed, they were correct, <laughs> but not absolutely correct. Okay. It's not absolutely correct, not absolutely incorrect that your personal world just change. And if you do that uh, commitment exercise, just follow your commitment, and you will see, you will start to see your personal world transforming. More pleasant things start to appear. More pleasant relationships start to manifest. But don't let that make you make an absolute statement that there's only my personal universe that exists. Whatever other beings are, they exist. Whatever their nature is, they exist. Whether we're all in some little uh, atom somewhere in somebody's, uh, somebody's uh, fishbowl, then, okay, that's what others are. Okay. Whatever that nature is, that's what it is. Okay. 
seeking wisdom is seeking to see things as they are. Not as the way you wish them, not the way for you to uh, be free of your psychological dysfunctions. Well, it, it will help. <laughs> be rid of that. But it's not, it's not a, a coping mechanism or a... Uh, I guess that's the term, right? It's not a coping mechanism. Okay. The state... I'm going to shut up in a few minutes, <laughs> a few seconds. The state of mind that is called present, present, like the mind that is always present, whatever is going on is present, that state of mind is, is, huh, naturally experienced as blissful or joyful. Okay? The state of mind that is present, whatever is going on, is naturally blissful. And it's not naturally blissful in the sense that when you are present and some, some other being rolls a cup of bliss, throws it into your mind because they're you know, rewarding you for being present. Okay? It's that very, the very condition of being present is experienced as blissful. And the reason I'm saying is this, you can be present in a castle and you will be blissful. It's not because of the castle. Especially if you own it. <laughs> if you're just visiting it. And you, know. <laughs> and you can be blissful if you're present seeing a child living in garbage. That present state of mind doesn't change its experience of bliss. It's not that you're, oh, how blissful to see that child living in garbage. What a blissful condition for that child. You know it is a suffering condition. And your heart goes out and wishes to help. But you're not dysfunctional seeing it. So you can, so you can say uh, the state of mind that is dysfunctional is the state of mind that is off bliss. When your mind is... Oh, is it functional? You don't say functional, right? Opposite of dysfunctional. Psychologically dysfunctional, you don't say psychologically functional. It doesn't sound... Healthy. Healthy. Ah, oh, thank you. So when you're psychologically healthy, you're able to meet whatever is there in a, in a state of mind that is balanced, and that very balanced mind is experienced as, as joy. Okay? And the more healthy, the more joyful it is the more, the more uh, uh, blissful it is. And it's not a reward. It's not something that is thrown at you. It is just that state of health. That's what it is. Okay. And uh, I'm, uh, one experience that you've had, many, uh, uh, you've had this many times when you're not sick, you don't feel particularly joyful, naturally joyful. But when you're sick, you're aware that I was joyful. <laughs> okay. And when you're about to become healthy again, then you, then you, then you re realize how there's a natural joy with just health. Okay? And, and no, superimpose this, not superimpose, super... <coughs> mm, and we'll raise that uh, state of health to just not, no, to just being more than just natural, healthy, but think of it as 
be the uh, state of mind that is free of obstacles, free of afflictions. That kind of health of the mind is just naturally blissful. Okay. And again, it's not a bliss because of the environment that you're in. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know if you have time now. <laughs> So try to remain in, uh, try to have the intention to experience that state of mind that is uh, 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 pratyahara state of mind. And when you're there, you will know. Okay. And it will be something that you will be able to discern. It's not like you get knocked out and then someone tells you, by the way, you're in pratyahara. Oh, okay, knock me out again. (laughs) While you're in there, you know you're in there. Okay. And and then the thing is, try to meditate from within that state. And just uh, for now, just for those of you who already have a method for doing wisdom meditation, apply that method there. If you don't, just ask the question, who am I? Okay. (laughs) Okay, so... or review within that state. So, determination, get that energy, that emotion going. Recall as vividly as you can that the level of tranquility that you experienced earlier. Stabilize the tranquility, observing five cycles of breath. So within that same mindfulness, same twinkle mind, 
can get to that, you can deepen this tranquility, you can get yourself to experience Pratyahara without making a strong intention and making that intention, strong intention without strain or stress. So making that strong intention within a relaxed state of mind. And it helps you if you take notice, take note of the experiences that takes while you're on your way to that state. How the body feels, how the mind feels, without going to them, but when you are aware of them, just take note. And especially how your senses become aware of things.
you, whatever, within whatever level of tranquility you are, you brought yourself into, from within that state, again embrace all beings, with a strong concern for their welfare. Dedicate the merit of tonight to the ultimate goal. While strongly wishing that pain ends, that happiness be truly experienced. Bring your attention back to the breath. Staying aware of the breath, become aware of the body again, starting with the top of the head. Consciously go there, feel the top of the head. Continue, feel the whole, whole the whole head. Continue until you are aware of the whole body from head to toes. Sorry, I didn't uh, give you much time for the meditation, but I have to. I feel I have to mention a few, couple, maybe a few. Well, more than a couple of things. Uh, I don't like talking about what you will encounter when you do a kind of meditation because I don't want to that to be like a suggestion where you sort of like suggested to yourself to experience those things and may not be experiencing them in the natural way. But now that you've done the meditation, you have the taste of it. So I'm going to talk about a couple of, or more than a couple of things. Uh, holding strongly to the intention I'm going to experience that, you can do it with uh, just seeing clearly what, having a clear idea of what that state will be like, and then just sit and wait. Just like, uh, I don't know, those of you that grew up in Brooklyn, you probably won't understand this. You're sitting on a stoop, waiting for your friend to show up. Okay? So you know exactly what your friend looks like, and you're just sitting there waiting. And someone and you and and 
different people will go by and so that's not my friend, that's not my friend. <coughs> okay. So having a clear understanding of what that state is like and you just wait for it to show up. And as you're waiting for it to show up, you might become aware of certain tensions in the body, certain tensions in the mind. So it's like different people passing by. And you hold the concept of relax in your mind. And it's like a, a blanket that you cover, you cover it. And in the, those of you, since you've had the meditation, you this uh, sort of uh, analogy, so you will understand it. So you hold the concept of relax in your mind, and you take it to that tension, whether it is physical or mental, and just taking it to that, and you will, you will experience where there was tension, uh, that you will experience that relaxation. And you're going to keep doing this, for a while, while you're sitting there just waiting. And just like if it was in the summer, you know, f- uh, some flies will come every once in a while, some mosquitoes will come every once in a while, you just you know, take the... That means now th- there's a tension in the body, there's tension in the mind, caused by the sense of the anticipation of waiting. That means relax. So take that concept to, to, to those places and, and just continue to relax. Just like if a mosquito comes while you're waiting, sitting on the stoop, and you say, oh, a mosquito, let me get out of here. You're going to miss your friend. Okay? So you just keep sitting there waiting. And these are the signs that tells you you are on the right path, on the, on the right way. You start to now have, uh, you start, your senses become more directed towards inner, towards in, 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 in inner. So you have what you might, you start to experience inner sounds, inner sights, and you start to be more aware of the body in gross and subtle ways. Those are, those are signs that your friend is approaching. Maybe that's like the smell of your friend coming. Okay. Well, <laughs> you understand. <laughs> And taking note, of, taking note of, of, of these signs when they're, when, when they're uh, passing by is to encourage the mind, hey, you're doing the, you're doing the right thing, continue. And that will give the mind the strength and the energy to continue. It's like when you see, when you start to have that smell of your friend, it tells you, okay, keep waiting, he's coming, he's showing up, okay? Rather than, you know, giving up and, and leaving and not seeing your friend, okay? Uh... And one last thing, before you reach Pratyahara, at the very moment before you reach Pratyahara, you will understand this. You will have a vacuum experience, like, okay, I'm, it's not like you're going to hear that sound, <laughs> okay, but that's the only way I can ex- express it. It's like your senses go through a vacuum, and when you're in that state, you are aware of it. Ah, this is Pratyahara. Okay, these are, the, I don't know how many, a couple, definitely more than a couple. These are things that, so when you start to experience them, you know that, okay, I'm, I'm doing the right thing. And the intention of sitting and wait for it to arise, that could be a, the state of mind you go into. Okay, and you can also have the other state of mind to get you to that um, that that pratyahara. Okay, that's it. Thank you. Oh, and also very thank you, thank you very much for. <laughs>
I guess uh, you guys found out that I lost my phone, and uh, I received something in the mail, and uh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> and, well, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you.